Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we have decided to make this a drinking game. (laughs) Anytime you hear that sound, that definitely means that we're drinking. Yeah, that that means we're that means that we are drinking people and we hope you drink along with us so pour yourselves a glass and oh, we're going to horror town go to horror oh, town people we have some new sort of but we have a new release and one definitely not new release that we're doing this week on a separate pod which we're going to tell you about after john gets us through some shout outs some shout outs as always we want to give it up for our beer sponsor carlos barroso's handle on instagram is cbarroso bar 2019 that is C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R-2019. And if you're digging the music on this episode, and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. You can head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you can download all that music for free. So go and hit it up. Please like, love, rate, review, everything you can. We're on all platforms at the love of cinema pod. No, excuse me. Just at the love of cinema, right? And on Twitter, we're at the love of cinema pod. I know that's a little confusing, it's but Twitter just special. give it up for us. We would really appreciate it. We will get back to you. We love you. Jeff. Apparently, the more letters you have in your name, the closer you can get to getting that little check mark. Just that yeah, that's what we're going for. We get paid by the letter. All right, people. We are going to be talking about The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which just came out. But let's go ahead and hype up at the end of this episode. We're going to tell you what you've been watching. So if you're curious as to what your beer-loving movie fan podcast hosts here are watching stick to the end of the episode and week episode which we're going to release soon we are going to be doing as part of our should have seen that by now segment and series we are going to be doing psycho which john for never heard of it for some reason john has never seen this movie and i know i walk i'm drinking baby (laughs) i'm so ashamed so for, for friends and fans and, and new and old uh, uh, followers of our show, we all used to live together. We were roommates. And I definitely would come home and watch John watching North by Northwest and watching other uh, Hitchcock it's movies. Weird thing. I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. I, I just don't know how it's never happened, but it's never so I'm, happened. I'm very, very curious to hear what you have to say about that. John, after seeing it for the first time, and then Dave, it's, I'm sure it's not your first time. That's what she said. Okay, so we're going to do that figures. in our midweek episode. <laughs> You're not getting away with those. <laughs> but today, we're going to get right into our featured segment, which is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which just came out in That's theaters. That's what she said. And that's what she said. (laughs) Oh my God, The Office people. Okay, so The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is out right now in theaters, if you're listening to this in the near future, I hope. And it's also available on HBO Max as part of the whole Warner, let's make sure none of our filmmakers make as much money as they could have deal that they signed last year in 2020. (laughs) Um, Mm, Not buzzing that. This is, I think I saw the fifth, entry into the conjuring universe a little hazy but it's the conjuring three and then there's two annabelle movies i thought i saw some other ones in there you guys can correct me if i'm, I'm fairly wrong. certain yeah. that the entire there's, universe there's is too. i think the entire universe is streaming on hbo max right now as well they have their own universe little tag set up if you want to oh, just go watch all these you know what i think buttons. it is wait hold on I, I god damn it i should have done my research right i'm pretty sure this is the fifth conjuring movie if you count the annabelles which is still in this world but then there's also like the nun correct. 
and other horror movies that are in Correct. the universe. So you have the you have yeah. the 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 series and the universe <laughs> separately. Marvel yeah. and Star Wars yeah. are like, hey guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's there's an image of the yeah. nun in oh, this yeah. movie. Uh, Twice. And Annabelle, so, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, and Annabelle, yeah. And horror movies are yeah, so the, rewatchable. The I'm sure that's part of the, the gag is that you get to see, you get to follow these things. Um, oh, yeah. So this is, Sin is Ed Warren and Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, who are real life supernatural investigators. Um, because Vera Farmiga's character, Lorraine Warren, who just passed away in 2019, she had um, psychic abilities. And in the, I want to say 60s, 70s, this movie is set in 1981. And it's based on um, apparently a, a famous murder series where mm-hmm. uh what is believed to be you know wisdom now is that uh, a man named arnie cheyenne that's his middle name shit a man named arnie um killed his landlord in real life and claims that it wasn't him that he was demonically possessed or some a voice made him do it or Haha, title, the devil made him do it. So as always with these conjuring from Insidious is that these are somewhat based on a true story, which gives it that little extra element, uh, you know, that little appeal. This is the first conjuring movie, if you count this as conjuring three, to not be directed by James Wan. And the and the premise, he's the premise is yeah. the Warrens, Patrick Wilson very investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession, which I think I already gave away. So why don't we go around before we get into this and say like initial reactions, as opposed to those reviews you read online, but those stuffy critics who go right to the negative. What was your gut feeling? What would what, you guys feel after watching this? Dave, come at me, dude. Are, are you also, a, you're a James Wan fan too, right? I think you and I both enjoy yeah. him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, Famously admitted that yeah, the the first the first Conjuring film I almost crapped my pants when they finally got to like one of the reveals, um and so like and I had to stop it and wait to the like then I stopped literally I'm not kidding I stopped the fucking movie yeah. and waited till the next day till it was daylight to watch the rest of this thing I'm like I'm out peace out everyone thank God I wasn't in the cinema, um this one not as I want to say terrifyingly punchy as they're used to they kind of settled like and I guess because this one is I mean they're all based on their case files but this one is based more in a little bit more in reality i guess and the uh the like they don't rely as much on the the terror Mm -hmm. so the terror is the terror of this is that it was it's pretty close to what actually happened yeah no i I agree with that dude so i I I feel like they pulled they pulled back and also like this is there's a lot there's a lot of story in this there's a lot more story than you'd normally get in one of these films yeah and i didn't I didn't mind that at all. I um, I like these movies. I like this universe. Um, I like what James Wan did uh, with the first two. I liked Insidious. Um, so I was just curious to see what it was going to feel like in the hands of someone else. And I think you're exactly right. That's basically what I was going to say. It didn't feel... It's not that uh, James Wan's movies don't have drama in them. It's just the tone of his directing style usually feels more... Uh, he's more mindful of creating tension and suspense with the camera and the way he sets up sequences. This felt more like a drama. It felt more like it was about their relationships, yeah. about the story, the relationships between Arnie and what was happening with him, his family members, his his girlfriend, who I guess maybe his fiance. Yeah. I can't remember if they were engaged or not. And also Lorraine and um, uh, Patrick Wilson's character, Ed. So I yeah, felt like, uh, and, and more story. I, I totally agree. And it didn't hmm. bother me. I, I, I actually ended it, it feeling more, it felt more like a, 
a mystery to me, which I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed watching it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's almost it was almost like an X Files episode, but you kind of might need some depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are still scares. Like still, that, yeah, I mean, that, just, they, yeah. the I mean the op- the opening scene, like even the opening music says like hints that you're about to get fucked up. Um, like it just comes at you, and it like that doesn't hint what the rest of the movie is like. This I feel like this is a great entry level if you're not into horror movies. This is kind of the the midway. Like this will ease you into the Conjuring universe. Um, more than anything else, so it's probably worth watching if you're not a big horror movie fan, um, because it still is a very good story, uh, and I feel like that's what they went for here. But also the that opening scene, holy crap! Yeah, yeah, totally enjoyable it, for me. It Jeff, got big. And then, got they, really... then they play the recording at the end. That was yeah. awesome. And I love the, that. Touch. That's the actual recording. Yeah, yeah. They do that in the they do that in these Conjuring films when you stick through the end and they. They don't show you, you know, it's sometimes with these based on a true story things at the end, Bill, it's like, see, we we were, we did a good movie, right? You know, that's kind of what I feel like when I see some of those. I'm try- There's one in my head where I was like, that is better than the movie I just saw. Fuck you. But in this case, I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Like, thank God, like that they showed that at the end. They sh- just the pictures. But then once you hear the recording, you know, whenever you hear it, because it's an exorcism, whenever you hear an exorcism recording, if if that's real. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm only saying if because I'm hoping that it's not real, even though it, even though it probably is because we've heard a bunch of those. But holy crap, man, I'm like, that is not a human voice. Um, my, my, gut, my gut reaction was strong. It came in hot, like right yeah. away. There's almost a cold open, which kind of does give it that X-Files feel, Dave. I think you nailed it with that. Um, it's it's really it's it's. It, it opens hot and then it like kind of unravels and it goes, okay, so that's what this, is that the, 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 the bones? Is that the meat of this movie? Like, what, what is that for? Cause then all of a sudden it's like the conjuring, the devil made me do it. After you just saw this wild exorcism yeah. happen, you're like, holy shit. Which, and and I, of course you're like, is this family ever going to give up? Because their job is way too dangerous. <laughs> which I should point out. Most of that was practically done. There's only one visual really? effect in it. All the contortionists, contortionism was a 12 year old contortionist. Um, a twelve-year-old contortionist. Yes. They got, what is this? They got the China and the Olympics. They, God. They, <laughs> he's already drinking. I haven't even hit the buzzer. Uh, but no, they got this. They got this twelve-year-old girl in to do the actual contortions that happen during the exorcism, and then they CG the young actor's face onto it. Onto oh my her. God. Yeah. Was so a lot, was, a lot of was that. A lot of that was done Chinese practically. Chinese dance experience. Dude, that's incredible. I did I would yeah. never have guessed that that was practical. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. There's so much so much that like uh, in these movies they like to do as much as they can practically. Which it, I like, again, I appreciate. Good. Let's just talk that, about in a in a horror film practical sells better than CG. I think I, I think yeah, that I mindset yeah. too is evident in in all of these movies and I'm not sure if they're yeah, you know, I, I should have done more research. I'm not sure if there is a producer who's involved in all of these, but the Insidious, um, these Conjurings, even the Sinisters, like there's an approach to them that is very different from like we did the Halloween movies, you guys, and it's very different from like 80s and 90s slasher films where there's kind of a there's kind of a tongue in your cheek a little bit when you're, you know, when you're making something like that. It's not quite as grounded. Yeah. All the acting. And all of the filmmaking is so sincere in all of these movies that it's it's, it's just refreshing because sometimes you sit down and we're always looking for the scare. I'm not saying those older movies don't give you some good scares too, but there's a different element of drama in in this whole universe. And I think I think you got to give it up for everyone who's involved. But 
I could not stop thinking. It always amazes me every time I watch these movies. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga Farmiga are good actors, <laughs> are good actors, yes, and yeah. they're really giving it all they can. And I think something that is a very important ingredient to that older style of horror movie is is not great acting. I'm not going to say it's bad acting, but it's a very different cheesy style. They usually use no names, you know, unknown actors. So this is always just like, you feel like you're sitting down and you're, you automatically raise your expectations. Kind of like mm. it, when we talk about the movie in the midweek, whenever Hitchcock would make a film, he used to work with the biggest names of the day. And I know that maybe Patrick and Vera aren't household names, but they're really excellent. And they cast excellent actors around them who you've never heard of perhaps. And uh, I don't know. So just in light of what you just said, the practical aspect, yeah. casting really well, taking it seriously, it elevates also, these movies. Also the writing, like I know it's based on a true story, but I really like the vulnerability mm-hmm. that they added to the leads this time around. Like Me too, he almost doesn't, he almost doesn't make it through the, the beginning of the film and that, yeah. that affects him for the rest of the film. And like, it's, it's a little bit of a plot element I get, but like, but it also, I really like that, the the exist like, like the paranormal investigators in this aren't superheroes they're not wandering through this thing invulnerable to what's going on like they are in fucking danger yeah he he plays it really well he's really really he's really good at that um hmm. if, and if he's not a household he probably should be because two insidious is and then three conjurings like god yeah this guy's a he's, he's, he's a machine but i really believed him there was like his heart became my heart a couple times where he was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he shouldn't be running after he should be running Jeff, down the woods Jeff's right now. And I'm standing up, just watching the movie. <laughs> and then of course, you know, there's like little things like you can forgive the fact that like this guy who just had a heart attack is outrunning the cop. Yeah. I was you just know, like, to say, can we give that cop? Can you buzz that cop? How the fuck did that? Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that cop, that cop is like <gasps> huffing and puffing when he finally gets to the cliff's edge. And he's like, Oh, what did I miss? And he's like, what happened? What's your experience? Excuse. I just say adrenaline's a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, the, the performances. I will say some of the supporting characters and dialogue can suffer in some of these movies, and I think this might have teetered into that land a little bit. Where this clearly is, it's it's the Warrens movie. It's the Warren story, but we need to get some of that subtext into there. So it's like, oh, we have a cool couple. And then there's one person who gets possessed in the couple and, you know, he does a really good job. And then maybe the significant other was written a little thin, but mm. I don't think the I don't think the actor who played that part filled it out, to be honest with you. I do, I mean, agree. Uh, I do this... agree with you. You're talking about at the beginning when there were some lines she had that at the beginning that just felt like they were in a different movie. But they were like movie lines. It's like, what, you want to move? With what money? You yeah. know? And it's like, okay, I've seen this a million times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, but I do, I do love that sometimes they didn't, also they didn't spell it out. Like the one section where they, like, they're like, who's his lawyer? And they go to see his lawyer. And she's like, this is not, winnable like we can't do this you, you want me to base this on this crap and he's like come over to our house we'll introduce you to annabelle yeah and the look on her face in the next shot like literally it cuts to the courtroom the look on her face just tells you exactly what she's just fucking like, seen. yeah there was demonic possession in this case <laughs> yeah this, and, this shit is real and obviously that's the kind of fun you can have in a franchise Right? Yeah, like yeah. like we all knew, also, like we were all like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I remember, you know, goes so, home. Yeah, Susie, yeah, Susie drops all introduce you to Annabelle. You're like, oh shit. But isn't that a perfect <laughs> think, example? So- like even though I think directing wise, I just thought that that was so well done uh, and editing yeah. and everything because the cut was humorous. We got to laugh at the it moment in between the cut. We knew what happened off off screen, 
But when it cut back to her, she was playing that seriously. The lawyer, it was not mm, funny, yeah. right? It was and like that, that's oh, how, she that's was how com- actually scared. That's how that comedy works. Like, and yeah. also, it's that's that's fan service done right. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. everyone who sat through all of these movies is going to be like, oh, I know what's about to happen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, yeah, you get that. I will also so, say, uh, John Noble, always a pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah is that yeah, the yeah. father? The the uh, the priest they go and see, yeah, John Noble, uh, yeah. He yeah, was he's, um uh, he's uh he's the steward Lord in Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings, isn't it? Yes, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh he's also Walter in Fringe. Yes, he is. Mm. What is the yeah. what is that steward's name? I just want to get it right. In uh, Return of the King. He is so Denethor. Is oh, God, are you, I was I was gonna say, are you scrolling through Lord of the Rings names right now? we don't have yeah, that, yeah, much, yeah, that yeah, much time. Yeah, no, no, I got there. <laughs> he is he is Denethor, father of Boromir and Faramir. Anyway, yeah, he was wonderful. And again, like not a household name for every household, but I think he is a familiar actor. And when you have somebody like that, like every time they cut back to his house, I was like, yes, whatever he is yeah. about to say is going to be interesting. He, he had really yeah, a good character. Good. And, you know, the way they told the line with him was really fun. And he was eventually a part of the twist. But just the acting, it wasn't just the line, deli- yeah. or, or, you know, the lines that were going to come out of his mouth. So I would learn more is that I just couldn't wait to watch him work, which you just I don't know, man. I love that feeling in horror movies. Hmm. He's yeah, he's like good. that all the time. Uh, a funny funny uh, little bit of coincidence for me because I I did just uh, go away on vacation. I spent the uh, the week in Salem, oh, yeah, Massachusetts, <laughs> um, and straight up they go to Danvers, Massachusetts because of course there's a fucking cult there. Of course, yeah. of it's course. like yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Danvers, Massachusetts is the actual site of Salem Village where the witch uh, the incident that started the witch trials happened. What the fuck is That's it? Awesome. Do you guys think it's just the inverse of like New England and all of the lore of witchcraft? It, it's just the opposite because that was where so many religious people immigrated at the beginning of this country. Like it was religious yeah. Puritans, and Puritans, of course Quakers. the opposite yeah, was, yeah. of that was yeah. yeah. They were like, "This woman can think. She's a witch." Maybe. Maybe. Or some, like somebody's somebody's stuck in one of those they, they have one outfit and it's that weird like stuffy br- black dress yeah and sometimes sometimes you just want to rip that shit off throw some paint on you and go dance by a fire I get people it, see dude. that and they go what they go that is not human behavior get she's it. a witch <laughs> all right let's give it's it up for her it. all right spoiler alert we're gonna get to what the yeah, part of this film i think uh once again I, I just i couldn't stop thinking about how good the casting and the acting was and the way they filmed her you weren't sure this is again spoiler alert there is a woman in here who you don't think is is a regular human being and then you get to learn more and more about her and you realize what her origin is she is a human and she is cursing these people and the way yeah. that, that she performed and the way they captured her was so interesting until they finally revealed that she's human and then i still wasn't let down because she was so well cast and did such good work that I, I still was scared whenever she was in the room. It was just this tiny, dainty little woman, and I was I was scared when she walked yeah. into the room. And also, it's the first time in this series they've had a human uh, antagonist. Now, that being well. said, oh, that, the only yeah. moment in this film that I think did get off for me just a little bit was when she did, like, travel really quickly and i don't know if it was like a, it was like she morphed in the room you remember when she walked away and then she was behind her like immediately that was the only thing that confused yeah. me it was i thought they had i thought they were trying to establish at that point okay she is a regular human being who is who has cursed them but then they did that yeah. one effect where she walks far away 
And then she's right behind her. And she, obviously a human couldn't have traveled that fast and it happens in real time. So I couldn't tell if that was magic I mean, I, or something. I gave him, I gave him that because sometimes what you were seeing wasn't what you were seeing. Right. Yeah. They yeah. did a good job with that. Yeah. So no, 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 you're right. like, like reflections yeah. and like, stuff. Every, yeah. yeah. People no, just people were like hit with drugs or hit with whatever. And it like messed them up and made them see things that weren't there. Got to get some of that shit. That shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this was, this was, this was good. This was an interesting movie. Cause sometimes I felt like I was seeing a storyboard come to life. And then sometimes I was really like in suspense. So it was really strange combination of all, yeah, I know Johnny said it was a drama before, but there were really suspenseful moments. Yeah. Like when they were, when, um, when Arnie, who we, we find out later is the, the, the killer who was demonically possessed perhaps when this thing happened, he's looking down a keyhole and he knows he's being followed. And that was really suspenseful. Vera Farmigo, she was doing these, okay. like, I have issues. I would with only. That. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. But I, I like eleven in in um, Stranger Things is just coming to my you know amateur mind here of like times when they black everything out in the backgrounds for suspense, so they let you know like her psyche is only focusing on these things, which happens to be supernatural, right? And whenever Vera Farmiga would do that, it was it was you couldn't look away. It was really suspenseful. But there were a lot of jumps and a lot of gags that weren't. The waterbed scene comes out where there's like, oh, there's a face in the waterbed. And I was like, no shit, there's a face. In- there's gonna be something. Like the face isn't so bad, you know. So it's like it was almost too much. Like. <laughs> they, were, they were really it was it was getting to the point where we're going to talk about psycho next week where it's all like suspense and story is the majority of the movie not the gags that everybody remembers the gags are so good because you sat through an hour and then all of a sudden it was like holy shit you know it's like sitting through um in the air tonight you finally get to the drum solo <laughs> this movie the drum solo is happening the whole time do, did it did they overdo it or or is it just if i was in the theater maybe i wouldn't have thought that what do you guys think Clarify that for me one more time. Are you saying do you think they overdid it with the the pop-outs in this? Yes, yes. So like the suspense always led to a pop-out. There were very few times where the suspense led to nothing, where you're sitting there and you realize all of a sudden the music, which is very loud, which was fine. Psycho has some loud moments, but when the music fades out, it's usually, you know, a sign. And there was always a jump out. You know, it's okay to not have a jump out because you got to you got to let that be a possibility. That, that for is me. the best tension builder ever. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Some, but, but then again, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go back to the water bed because the they're, they're like this bed seems out, weird. Though. Like sometimes it's sometimes. It's not. So anyway, yeah. I'm on the brink. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to hate on this movie. And no, I don't no, no. I know what you mean, dude. This, and that's how I felt about. I'm curious. That's how I felt about a quiet place. And of course, I couldn't stop thinking about because we did that last week or two weeks ago. And I couldn't stop thinking about that with this one because I was I was a little frustrated with that with The Quiet Place, both of them. And I know what you mean, dude, because my favorite and scariest moments for me in this movie were they turned it into a, a, an iconic image now. Whenever there was a hand that would like pull away from something, they do it at the beginning, over the shower, they do it behind the tree. And, and I, you know, yeah. those are scarier to me than the maybe the payoff jump moment that comes right afterwards but i do agree with dave that they they faked me out a couple times here in a more in a more interesting way than i think you know some horror movies do but i hear you and of course i would always agree with that i think if you can earn a tension building sequence that doesn't give you exactly what you think is going to happen then i think that's always more interesting Well, and the and the buildup, like I think, did you mention the girls coming out from behind the tree? Yeah, when, when they, Vera Farmiga is in the yeah. in the woods, Vera Farmiga is in the woods, and she is trying to. She has supernatural powers, so she's trying to find out supernatural. I guess that kind of sounds superhero esque, but she has you know psychic abilities of some kind, and they're they're kind of confusing. And this, they're different than all the other movies, by the way. That's kind of true because this is the first time that we see her divulge into living on another like spiritual plane. So in the past, all of a sudden, she could kind of see a body. 
or see a hand or see a, a being or an energy. This time she was like on a plane. And when she's in there and she's, it's really suspenseful. And then just two girls run out and they have that like laugh. I mean, literally like, sh- like shivers down my spine is an understatement. Like my whole body went cold for a second. It was so That good. was a great moment. And, and, mm. and I, I, not all of them did that to me, I guess is the best. So, all right. So let me, Dave, Dave did you have something to say? Because I want to ask yeah, you both a question say, about this. Yes, oh, Dave, no, I, my, my only issue was the, when you said about the, um, the hole in the wall where he stuck his eye up to it. And I'm like, I, I live in New York. I see a rat run into a hole in the wall. I'm not sticking my fucking face up to that. They started touching it with their hands. I was like, there's a, there's a mouse. You don't know if the mouse yeah, is feral. Yeah, Get out of here. No. I think what I would ask you both of you, do you agree with this? Um, I felt the most what you're talking about, Jeff, in the opening. And I do feel like they consciously tried to move away from that style with the rest of the film. The more interesting fake out things started happening after the exorcism at the beginning. So I did kind of feel like in the opening, they were like, you know what? You think you know what movie this is? And then it ends. And then it starts to slowly kind of turn into this mystery dramatic thing that we've been talking about. So I think I minded it less just because I thought I knew what this movie was going to feel like based on the opening and I was wrong, it, which, which I True. always enjoy when they, you mm. know, when they subvert something. Do, do you agree with that or do you feel like it was a the, the, the beginning represented the entire film in terms of style and stuff? Um, no, th- th- we got more. Uh, we got more Warrens after the beginning. You know, we like jumped in. Not a lot of Warrens early on, a lot of gags. And then we started to get more Warrens. The heart attack helped. That's a weird thing to say mm. out loud, but that's true. No, no, um, no. Yeah. Dave, sure. what do you think? Um, no, I definitely think the 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 beginning was, all right, this is a Conjuring movie. Yeah. And then it settled down into, now we're going to take you a slightly different place because this is a slightly different story to what you've seen before. So, a lot, I mean, a lot of people on the internet are bagging this out because it's like, oh, bring the bring James Wan back. This guy messed it up. It's like he didn't mess yeah, it up. He just did. Yeah, he just did that. something. He did something you weren't expecting. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you got to think that even somebody like Kevin Feige, somebody who's again, God damn it, we should look him up because there's probably a producer who's in charge of this entire universe who who has a lot of control over this. I like it when they're thinking about how do we change the style of these movies up just enough. So that people are welcomed back. It's still extremely accessible. Hmm. But then, how, you know, how do you end up going into a Winter Soldier and turning it on its head tone-wise and making people like, oh, God, I wasn't expecting that. Yet you still feel like you're in the universe. I thought they did yeah. a good job with this one. If yeah. they had let James Wan do exactly what he wanted to do, first of all, I think he's too talented. He probably wouldn't have wanted to do a, a three-peat of the exact same thing that they were asking him to do the first two times. I mean, I think he was specifically looking for something different. That's why he stepped away. Yeah, and honestly, how did, I didn't even check, but he may have even been a producer on this one. He may he have was, still he had was, some. He was. He yeah. Was. Yeah. So I bet that they were very conscious of what they did. And I think the haters, I'm going to say this, and you can buzz me if you want. I like certain horror movies. We talked about this at, at length when we were doing our Halloween episode. I struggle with some of the community that only is obsessed with bad slasher film horror movies. I'm not saying bad in a genuine way. I'm saying like they're fun bad. I think sometimes they get frustrated when every horror movie doesn't feel that way. And I think that this might be a good example of that. I think some of the community is out there right now and they wanted mm-hmm. a third Conjuring movie. They wanted all the yeah. hits and They're they came in so and something, money, these movies. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Something I mean, else happened and I thought it was more this, interesting. This kind of, this kind of falls into like where fandom's going at the moment as well. Cause like Star Wars had it happen. Um, the yeah, Avengers yeah. at some point had it happen. This has had it happen. It's like, you didn't give me what I wanted. So I hate you. Yes, which 
fuck you. But buzz, yeah. buzz all these fucking assholes. Also, what what didn't I, I still am confused as to Take what a they, drink and chill the fuck out. What they didn't exactly. want. Because it's it actually sounds like what they wanted was what like Insidious was doing. And then the conjuring was fun, but they, they needed to pivot a little bit. It can't just be ghosts and houses anymore. So they went with demonic possession and satanic cult. We haven't mentioned the hmm. fact that there's this and I just watched uh, right. uh The Sons of Sam, which is all about uh, the New York, basically, version of of what Charles Manson oh. was doing on the West Coast. That, that's really the what it was 80s about. 80s satanic craze, I remember it well. <laughs> well this is 81, yeah. so when, this is when, actually when, 70s yeah. into 80s. Um, yeah, but like the 80s, they went nuts for like obsessed. satanic craze. It was like Fucking sa- Reagan, Satanists, Satanists were the new enemy. If you played Dungeons and Dragons, you were a Satanist. If you did this, you were a Satanist. Right. And you know what? Like, Fucking yeah, perfect whatever. that they released yeah. this now and that they made this story now because I just listened to this great uh news podcast about how we're kind of living in a, in a resurgence of this shit with QAnon. Whenever there is a massive like cultural shift we, in America, we fucking lean back on these puritanical things and people assume there's got to be demons there. We've got to be eating babies. There's got to be right. something gross happening. So yeah. again, just big picture wise with this franchise, I think this is a smart one to release. If these fucking assholes are that upset, I think that means they did something right. QAnon is <laughs> actually, that, that's actually interesting because I don't know if everybody who's involved in QAnon really understands that the people at the top of QAnon are really just trying to burn shit to the ground. Now that they might, they might think they know that, but ultimately they want a society to live in after their hopes and dreams come true in this fantasy that they've built for themselves. But in this yeah. movie, they don't, this, they don't realize it's going to turn into the fucking purge. No, that, that's, that's exactly what yeah. whoever is in charge of QAnon. That's <laughs> what they're doing. You can't make the shit up. Trump's going to be president. In August, like, and then he, now Trump believes it. And so he's spewing. It's like, you cannot I, write this. There's, you, not only can you not write it, but, but there is no, but there's, you can put there's, it on the internet. there's no utopia that can possibly come from this scenario. There's no way. So when, with the Satanist cult, which comes into it. And, and so I can, I can see how the fans of this universe maybe wish it was either the same or completely different, but it seems like completely different. They, I, I it's a, it's a huge chance to take completely different and you can fail. And so I, I, I'm not yeah. hating on them because we're pivoting. You can see the pivot. You can see them opening up the door to the universe. But no, they did not go full yeah. satanic cult with magical powers. Because what happens if Charles Manson could actually summon demons? Now that would right. be fuck. That's that's essentially I mean, what to, this movie. To could anyone have been. who had to anyone who had that attitude towards this movie, I would say watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on HBO Max. Right. Watch I was it just again. Say that dude. Yeah. without your expectations. Like now and- that you now that your expectations have been subverted, watch it again. Because the same thing happened to me with uh, Ryan Johnson doing the Star Wars film, and I hated that thing. Oh, yeah, first I was gonna. I was and gonna I, ask and you I've that, come dude. around. Like it, oh, nice. it is a, It's a and solid bet, film, like, and I bet you've come around in context of the franchise too, right? Like I was gonna recommend maybe take a little while and then sit down and revisit this franchise, and I bet in the context of it. You're actually going to appreciate that this does something different, kind of like how Ryan Johnson's film does something different in that star in these newer Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'm not sure if I just appreciate it more or if Rise of Skywalker came out, but <laughs> and just JJ went, no, uh... <laughs> oh come on, uh... <laughs> I jest, I jest. You're right. I do want to bring us back on track, though. I I want to bring us back on track. Um, I'd like to just briefly touch on the cinematography in this. Yeah, please do it, man. Yeah, do it. Um, there are some of the shots that are deliberately composed, suggesting that someone could be behind, could be behind the character in the frame at any point. Like you're expecting the camera to drift and something to be there. Like they set yes. it, like they guide your eye to the point where you're like, I can't see what's behind them. Every time, and your brain is registering that, and that's that's the sign of a well-made film. If you're like every time they do that, you're like, there's something behind him, true, or and something behind uh, him, and, and, and there isn't. And but, speak. I'll give you a little bit more ground to stand on, Dave. Speak technically to that because sometimes when people hear the word cinematography, if you're not filmmaker people, you think 
it's just the way you use the camera and where you're pointing the camera. But a lot of times cinematographers, or, or, or every time, they are also in charge of lighting. So talk about yes. the those two things oh, and when they when the marriage of those on, in a film okay, like let's, this. Let's touch on when she's in the forest because that uh, day to night sequence, yeah. I'm pretty sure was done practically. What? They physically did that in camera. Yeah, you can do that with Ari Sky with the sky panels. Yeah, and you just move the sky panels above the the tree frame to get the shadows to move and dim. And you actually saw like see one of the light sources dim in the background of the shot. I'm pretty sure that I don't know for sure because I can't find anything on it yet. But I'm I'm gonna fucking look. But I'm pretty sure that day to night sequence is done practically in camera. Did you say above wow. the tree line? Well, they they put branches in front of it, but yeah. Like above the trees, like they're like in the like out there. No, they probably hang some branches below the sky panels to cut or something right. to throw to tr- yeah. throw the shadows. But basically, there. you you yeah, you put your lights above like a tr- a layer of tree branches, and you would move those lights and dim them as you're going, and boom, you've got a day to night scene. And I'm pretty sure that's how they did it. I don't know that for sure, and I I God, I hope it is. I hope that's how they did it, um, because it looked phenomenal and it looked like it was done practically in camera. So Vera Farmiga did Bates Hotel, and, and she's she was in Departed, and and she could very easily be an A list star right now. She loves doing these movies. She she said yeah. that I love doing these movies. So not only is she working with Patrick Wilson, who's a great actor, and it's it's a fun day at work when you get to work together, but she gets to be around this shit. Like that's probably really fun to be like you're doing what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that she and gets again, to be I think the source she's, of that. I think she's probably very aware that we love her for being so good at this, for taking it so seriously and, and yeah. diving in. Her you know, eyes I think are so big a, when she's looking out and she, oh my God. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, let's, let's give it again. Let's give it up for these guys. They were like, you know, I, who knows? Let's assume they, let's assume they have a great relationship with her as, as an actor, the, the people in production, they wrote a really interesting dramatic role for her in this one. It wasn't just yeah. them going into the haunted house. It yeah. was about them going into this, this oh my past, God, the, uh, the relationships between her and Patrick, their past, it was good, man. Where where he's like, they like they get to the house and they, the, they've got to go under the house. And he's like, let me go. You'll ruin your dress. And she just smiles at him and says, hold my purse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And under yeah. she goes. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was like, good yes. crawl space. That's always terrifying. <laughs> Heart attack, asshole. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah. wait, Dave, can we also talk about, um, I would say the, the morgue sequence probably could have used a little more setup. Like they all of a sudden were like, I have an idea. What we need to do is we need to go to the, bo- the morgue and get a body. I feel like there probably should have been more of conversation about that. that but no, then- no, no, dude. Once you're in the nah. morgue at night with just dead bodies around and you're in a demonic film like this, oh yeah. Hear me out, hear me I out, mean, hear me out. No, but your reaction when they walk in the door is, oh, no, they haven't. They broke the thing. I was like, oh, this is already <laughs> off too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hear me out though. I think they had that extra, that big naked man for two days and they were like, how do we make the most of this guy? <laughs> yeah, like, they wrote no, two sequences was, around they, that guy. He was terrified. Guy. He was available as fuck. <laughs> it uh, was good, dude. That was that a good, was uh, so Jeff, Jeff, there you go. That was a good, that was, I was trying to think there was one more moment that I thought was a really well done, not too pimped out pop out moment when Patrick goes back and the sheet falls off his table, you know, what's coming next. You know, you're going to see something. You didn't know it was his, him or his body, but I didn't mind that one because I thought the sheet falling off was so tasteful. There wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy Mm. music building. They weren't moving the camera in a certain way. It was just you and Patrick realizing they're not alone and they're raising the dead now and they're stepping into some murk. That really relies on you paying attention in the scene too, because you're like, the lights come back on and what was there isn't there. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. 
in the market. Yeah, and, so, and she so still. Like that. That, what was there is somewhere else. And she yeah, still. Did that, where did that bother you? Yeah. No. That did that and she, and she, yeah. No, because she was still Bran from um, the Door episode, where he, where she's still like in the different realm, and Patrick Wilson's like, I'm on my own, and she's yeah. vulnerable, <laughs> yeah. and I had a heart attack. No, I thought that was great. <laughs> all right, I like, all right so i, I think yeah. we can sum this up as yeah this this was fun and good yeah, I and i think it, everyone I should think watch it even yeah. though dave couldn't come to my house because uh he was so tired from his vacation to watch this i would say watch this with friends i have a feeling this is all of these conjuring movies part of the reason that patrick wilson and vera formiga are not i mean they they are their household faces not household names is what i would say but it's because these movies are so rewatchable but we let ourselves forget them okay. because they're scary and then we go I've, I've seen the conjuring like five times but i'm still surprised by it because it's like i want to be yeah. i have what? not seen the conjuring two. Oh, I need to go back. Yeah, yeah let's do it because after the conjuring one i was like oh fuck it i'm out i mean ron livingston <laughs> in the house and she sees the body on yeah. the tree it's great um but yeah this movie is like i think if you watch this with friends i bet you you'll have a really really nice reaction to it and the suspense mm. and the pop out so i think i i stress eight i wrote in my notes my gums are hurting from stress eating chips that's a note i took nice um awesome awesome guys this is a good this is a fun conversation this 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 movie's fun i hope everybody goes out and sees it it's on hbo max but as always we like to say go support the filmmakers get out there yes see it in the theater if you can i'm sure the sound and if, you everything, dare. Um, if you dare yeah, if you yeah. <laughs> if you if you feel like you're gonna need to pause it and wait for daylight uh yeah then by all means yeah all right. well, <laughs> but no go see this in the movies like they made this for the movies they really have yeah, yeah you got this, two yeah we're it, the the codes are being lifted in certain cities right. people are starting to date again you got two good yeah. horror movies in theaters right yeah. now quiet place 2 and the conjuring devil made me do it go check them out and this director michael Chavez. i think we're gonna see michael Chavez. we're gonna see him again let's get yeah. into yeah. our um let's get into our next section let's do it guys let's let's give yeah. some people some suggestions to wrap this thing up so what have you been watching give us one suggestion of the week dave what have you been watching um we got uh basically we ran out of things to do on the last night of our vacation because we were just so damn tired but like we're not going out again and uh we sat down and watched infinite the new film uh that mark Wahlberg's come out with oh uh it's basically he loves a one word um, title yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 Shoot uh it. <laughs> as, as least syllables as possible yeah. um it's basically the they these there's a group of people that reincarnate and when they reincarnate, they're able to retain the memories from their former life. So they have all the skills right back through like, you know, 1500 years ago of everything Fine. they've acquired in their, in their life. And there's one guy that's just done with it and wants it all to end. And so he's devised this thing that'll just basically fucking melt everyone on the planet. And what? they're trying to stop him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there is some phenomenal stunt work in it. I'll tell you that. Like the opening sequence. The some of the car driving sequences and just some of the yeah some of the stunt work in there is fucking phenomenal. Wait, is it streaming somewhere or is it in theaters? It is. You can find this on Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. I uh, I am super fucking late to the party, but I am uh, visiting my sister over here in the UK right now, and I was I need I'm in a fucking quarantine for days and days and days. So I was trying to start yeah, a even series. John's, John's webcam looks like British television right now. <laughs> This is this is true, and I have finally sat down and I'm watching Peaky Blinders. So super Whoa. late, but it, it's great. I'm enjoying the it. Shelby, I, I recommend it. Nice. If you haven't seen it, I recommend yeah. it. I've heard good just, things. Um, I made it halfway through season one. It wasn't for me. Oh, I liked Aww. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 
Killian Murphy, man, you never know what he's actually thinking, and I love it. Oh, I was, that's how I know you guys haven't activated your buzzers. I didn't get buzzed for that. Oh, I, know, shit. I, I tried oh, to, motherfucker. I couldn't open it. Oh, okay, uh, my recommendation is Hacks on uh, HBO. I think a lot of people already know it by now because it's been out for a couple of weeks. But Gene Smart, who's also in Mayor, and then um, a newcomer, Hannah Einbinder, is really great. Like, Michael McDonald's series, I think 12 episodes. They already, they've already finished season two. They've already wrapped but it's not coming out for a couple months. Writers were involved with Broad City, produced by Michael Schur, who did um, The Office and Parks and Rec and fucking everything. Like, it is tight. It is good. Mm. It's on HBO Max. So it's a really serious, gritty drama. It is. Uh, is it's definitely saying? a comedy, yeah. and it is uh, It's great. It's two female com- comics, one who's a has-been and one who's an up-and-comer, and they get stuck working together. It's it's really funny. Nice. It's really funny. HBO Max. <gasps> I've only watched Check things on HBO Max in the past month. We did. This is the end of the episode, so I can ramble. We did service. "Singing in the Rain." We did "Citizen Kane." We did "The Conjuring." Yep. We did "In the Heights." Um, we did. Wow. I, I, I'm watching Hacks. I watched Mare. I just watched the Friends reunion. Also, I like. I'm only watching HBO Max shows. So HBO Max is back, baby. Let's go. HBO, baby. It's so good. <laughs> so tasteful. All right. So please join us midweek for our should have seen that by now. Where John, film lover, future film school graduate. I can't believe I haven't. Gets seen to see that this little now. movie Psycho. called Psycho. Oh my god. Last week we did in the Heights, singing in the rain. Guys, thank you so much. Please like, subscribe, and we will see you soon. Bye.